This is Joe Cole, and you're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, Joe McCoy, Nick, and Dan in general. We've got the Liverpool match review, the first of 38 matches to be played in the Premier League, and we kicked it off at home, Nick. Uh, this season is back. We're no longer in 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, it's it is one of the great times of the year where everything is hopeful and uh, everyone can feel good about the team. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz in the stadium today. We'll talk about the atmosphere in, in a bit. But, you know, it's the start of the season. Everyone's everyone's feeling good. You know, Everyone's got their summer tans and and it's like kind of going back to school and seeing your friends and uh, very, uh, very excited to talk about this one because it was uh, it was a hell of a start. I mean, it seemed like it was great weather for the day. It seems like the people who went out to the match were enjoying themselves. It was definitely one of those days where you feel like if you couldn't get to a pub in with a supporters group here in the U.S. or within your local area or to be at the bridge, you definitely feel like you were missing a little bit of that camaraderie that was coming out of what was a very, very exciting preseason for Chelsea and what has been an exciting buildup to the start of this campaign. All right, so... Uh, in this one, being the first match of Chelsea's Premier League season, we'll definitely uh, break down everything that happened. Didn't lose to Liverpool, so there's that, but uh, lots to talk about. So let's jump into it like we always do with the three-word match review. Bring it home, Dan. It's back, baby. Yeah, we got it back. We got a couple of really good ones in here. A few office references, too, so we'll see if you catch them. Uh, K- JKT, 10 10- 890 with the Mudrick Matson, and they shoved it together as one word, so I'll give them credit for it, but it was Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> That's a very liberal interpretation of one word there, Dan. We're, we're, get, we're, we're, get, we're not in mid-season form yet. <laughs> uh, snacks with the fun fluid Fernandez, drinker with potch, we trust. Fernax with the free of dead weight. Nicholas Gomez with the we back. Hi, <laughs> referencing it from the Wire, and then for me, as if the Michael Scott and Wayne Gretzky situation. Very, very good. Mike Murphy with the surprisingly coherent display. Claire with Mauricio's Majestic Marauders. Tana with the Fit as Fuck. And Def Jucks Daddy with the Maximum Axle Extension. Def Jucks really stretching the axle in there, doing a hell of a job. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's, most cars uh, need know, at least it's, two. It's weight bearing, so that that makes sense. I put liver without pull. Wow, taking direct shots across the bow, so unlike you. I'm quite quite happy with the situation as it stands. What about you, Nick? Uh, fast paced fun. Uh, I wanted fun. I got fun. Very excited about that, and uh, very pleased with the display. Chelsea's Argentine ascendancy. One mm. on the touchline. One on the pitch. The vibes, the aura is immaculate right now. Let's just keep it going. All right. Well, obviously, we are always asking you for a little bit of help at the beginning of the pods because uh, we couldn't do this without our amazing community of Chelsea supporters, including you. So if you could, five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify goes a long way. If you do want to help out uh, with a little bit of money, in return of signing up on Patreon, we'll get you access to Discord, a thriving, a vibing community of Chelsea fans and then lastly uh just go ahead and hit that youtube sub button uh, road to 30k we are cruising up there and we want to continue this search so we can reach more chelsea supporters but we must jump in to the deets it is liverpool this past 13th of august in the Premier League at Stamford Bridge, in case you somehow missed it. Chelsea won, Liverpool won goals, 18th from Luis Diaz, Mohamed Salah with the assist, 37th minute, Axel Disassi, which we learned is the pronunciation. And uh, Ben, Vice Captain Chilwell with the assist. So thank you to the Fist Stand app for letting us run the highlights. Let's remind you how it went. If you haven't downloaded the Fist Stand app, do it now. Let's get into it. Salah, touch was better that time. Up against Colwell. Well, that's a great ball as well. And Luis Diaz puts Liverpool in front. First time finish from the Colombian. Alexander-Arnold releasing Salah. He's got in behind Chelsea here. He should make it too. And he does. He immediately looked over to the referee's assistant whose flag stayed down. But offside is the call. No goal. Chance to get the cross in again. Behind up for Chukwemeka. Oh, there's Disassi! 
is crept in at Chelsea level. And Axel Dizazi has a debut goal. Fernandez. Oh, that's brilliant. Chilwell round the goalkeeper. 2 1 in a heartbeat. But he has gone a fraction too soon. What a pity. Van Dijk, I think about having a go here, he did Virgil van Dijk. Well, the top corner of the net was beckoning him. Oh, danger here, is that going to creep in? Sanchez didn't know what had happened. Liverpool wants a penalty. No penalty. Fernandez, oh, it's a brilliant ball. It's Ben Chilwell. He just couldn't get his touch right first time around, took him a little wide. Spotted the run of Jackson, he's left Canate for the moment, Canate trying to get back at him. Here goes Nicholas Jackson though, it's Jackson! And Alisson makes the save. Oh, chance here for Nunez, and Sanchez is counting his lucky stars. Nunez has managed to dispossess Gusto here. And Nunez going for goal, oh my goodness me, he almost won it in stoppage time. Jackson going on his own for now, still Jackson, still, now he's offloading it to Mudrick, it's Mikhailo Mudrick, oh he's been forced wide, he's still got help from Martson, and he couldn't quite connect. Some asking for a penalty, I don't think there was a foul. All right, lineup time, Dan, good luck with this one. Well, I'm surprised you're going to just bypass the fact that we mentioned the DeSassi goal and didn't give Ali Glanville the flowers he deserves for calling the fact that it would be Chelsea's first goal scorer this season. Come on. Come Reminiscent on. Reminiscent of, of a one Nick Verlaney three seasons ago calling the Lukaku within 15 minutes goal. I said, we don't bury you for all your mistakes, Nick. So I, I feel like I, I we, we try to reward the positive moments well, he, <laughs> when they do happen. The the Desassi, uh goal almost happened earlier in the match too. He mm -hmm. almost got one and I was like, it, it's freaky even for Ollie, who is, as we know, uh, superhuman when it comes to some of these things. But I was like, God damn it. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> if you had to pick a goal score out of this lineup and you picked Desassi, you are you're majestic. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, I, I don't even know if he was a starter a couple of days ago. But Dan, run us through this uh, starting lineup because it was surprising. And then I'll have to give you a little clarification from Ritsu Pochettino at the end. Well, it was Robert Sanchez, as everybody thought. It was going to be on Wednesday or Thursday between the sticks with Levi Caldwell, Thiago Silva, and Axel DiSassi as your back three. That's right, not a back four. Just ben Chilwell as we and all James. predicted, back three is back, baby. We're fuck the four, two, three, one. We're good. Reese James, captain, and Ben Chilwell, vice captain, on the wings with Conor Gallagher and Enzo Fernandez in the midfield, along with Chukwameka and Sterling in the advanced attacking roles. With Nicholas Jackson leading at the top of the line, we saw Malagusto, Ian Matson, Mikhailo Mudrik, and Leslie Ugochukwu come on as substitutes, and Bergstrom, Kukurea, Santos, Andre Santos, Mason Burstow, and Nani Matueke were the unused substitutes. And what's the clarification that you'd like to add there, Mr. Brandon Busby? Well, uh, after the match, Mauricio Pochettino doing the media rounds, he actually said it was a four-two-three-one. Levi Colwell played left back. Reese James played right back. And I said, Poch, I hear you, my man. I do. That was the most obviously 3-5-2 I have seen, <laughs> or 3-6-1 you know, that I've seen in a long time. 3-4-2-1. Uh, Levi Colwell and DeSassi were in the flanks, covering a lot of ground along the width all game. So I, I appreciate you saying that. I just, I didn't see it, but maybe, you know. If you turn it at a, at a certain angle... <laughs> You I can just, really see the the fourth one there. It's uh yeah, it was definitely a three four three. I think we can all see that with our own eyes. Yeah, I kind of laughed when I heard that. I was like, I appreciate that, but uh, I'm I'm not buying that one. It, so to be to be fair to Poch, uh, both Reese and Chilwell were very inverted, almost playing as midfielders. Uh, so it, it it was a very good. This was not a two goal. three four three standard formation. We can just say that out loud, but yeah, I mean. What other formation would have the three center backs in there? I, I, yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, Naz tweeted out that we had um, six players who made their Chelsea debuts today. I completely missed that. But it makes sense when you run through it. Robert Sanchez, 
I'm assuming Levi Colwell's on the list. Yep. Uh, Nico Jackson, Ian Matson, I'm assuming, is on the list. Malo Gusto and Leslie Ogachukwu is also making up the six. So pretty big Disassi. day. Disassi, bro. Come and we had three now. captains. Because you know, Matson uh, played a game in 2019. Hey, the, I'm open to other... Team. I'm open to other ideas. You got to let me know. I don't think Matson. No, I think been, it was Disasi instead of It's Disasi, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have him? That's silly. No. It's definitely him. Uh, all right. It's You're fun welcome. to say, Disasi, you know? Axel. Uh, so, th- you know, three captains and uh, six debuts. A busy first day. Uh, some of the highlights uh, from the stats line, we had a 1.28 expected goals to, well, they're 1.28 as well. So one point. Uh, 1.28 a piece, which is pretty even. We had 65% ball possession. We had 10 shots, four on target, four off target. They had 13 shots, but only one on target, which was definitely Potch's, um, uh, that is super distracting, Potch's uh, big talking point after the match. Dan, would you like to, now that I'm the teacher and I caught you passing a note, would you like to share it with the <clears throat> class? Yeah, Dan. No, but we should get into the stats because mm, look at the expected gotcha. goals for Chelsea. Weird. <laughs> 1.28. We've done that. We, we're already there. You're too busy dragging these nuts that you don't even know what's going on. Uh, big chances, four. Big chances missed by Chelsea, three. Liverpool had two to one. Overall, uh, there was a lot of attacking play. I think, Dan, you're the one who made the comment at the beginning of the game that Liverpool don't really have any defenders out there, so it should be a pretty aggressive game, and it was. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at a couple of things in terms of the, the tackles, right? They had 22 R13, they had 11 interceptions to R7, they had 37 clearances to R16. Liverpool, for the majority of the game, were hunkered down trying to figure out how to thwart the Chelsea side, and we'll get, as we talk about the larger match in whole, but this is, this as a just a collection of data points, tells you that this Chelsea side is fit, that they, even in a shape that they were not necessarily intending to play, were very comfortable finding ways to make life difficult for Liverpool. And Liverpool's brilliance only came through on individual elements or early mistakes that Chelsea made that they worked out of their game in that first 15 to 20 minutes. I think it was pretty even in the first half. I think the second half flattened out. And Chelsea definitely took it to Liverpool in the second half, which will break down. And I think a lot of these stats, if you were to see the first half versus the second half, be very, very different. You'd see the gaps create. Uh, but the one random stat from at Optijoe saying 65.4%. Chelsea had a possession figure of 65.4% in this match. Their highest on record in a Premier League game against Liverpool since 03, 04 and onwards. So that is a big positive, especially with the last second changes and the system change as well. Liverpool, they knew exactly how they were going to line up. They knew exactly what they're going to do. Uh, not so much for Chelsea, so strong sign. Uh, and pet shithouse moment of that match? Yeah, there, there can be only one. And this was the uh, <laughs> Enzo Fernandez feeling himself foul on Diego Jota where they uh, put their heads together and then Enzo essentially with the hand motion. I I'm interpreting this hand motion as fuck off. Uh, got him, uh, got him to uh, talk himself into a, a yellow card, which was fantastic. So just uh, a little bit of dark arts from our guy, uh, which I, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And uh, uh, also the premier league has started to enforce the, if you wave the imaginary card, you get a card. Uh, thing. So it's going to be fascinating to see who gets the most of those by the end of the year because there are quite a few candidates just on Liverpool alone that could potentially have the uh, the crown of most cards for imaginary cards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, well, we're going to take our first ad break. When we get back, we're jumping into the match itself and breaking down the action. Thank you to the sponsors, and we'll be right back. With the busy fall season just around the corner watching endless amounts of Premier League football, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door 
You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track with your healthy, healthy lifestyle. You can refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat because you can choose from over 34 weekly flavor-packed dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in two minutes. If you're too busy running around during the day to think about lunch, keep your energy up with the Lunch To Go effortless wholesome meals like grain bowls, salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go, no microwave required. So head to factormeals.com forward slash London is blue 50 and use code London is blue 50 to get 50% off. That's code London is blue five zero at factormeals.com forward slash London is blue five zero to get 50% off. All right, Nick, but before we get into the action, who says what? What? Um, that's me. Uh, so, uh, blue royalty, uh, go over to the feed. I know it is two clicks away. I know that's a lot of work, but we'd really appreciate it. Uh, the, uh, world women's world cup, uh, semifinals are this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then of course the final being played over the weekend. Uh, there are going to be updates from Jesse and Abdullah. Jesse is down, uh, in, uh, ANZ is what they're calling it. Uh, it's, you know, it's a whole fun grouping of, of islands down there in continents. So, uh, but the, the matches have been fantastic, so go get the coverage there and especially go follow that so that when the Chelsea women are back up, uh, you know where to be. And then, of course, Dan and Sam are putting together the weekly newsletter again. Yes, we went all summer without producing a Kapow. weekly newsletter. That's okay, but we're back now, and Sam is authoring uh, large majorities of it and uh, did a damn fine job, if I if I say so myself. So, uh, Dan, where can the people find said newsletter? Well, the people can find said newsletter at londonisblue.beehive, that's H-I-I-V.com. And look, you sign up there. It's also on our Twitter bio. It's on our link tree. We'll put it in the show notes. You'll be able to get it. Just sign up sign before up. Wednesday because it sends out on Wednesday. Link in the description. Don't you worry about it. We got it on the link tree. All right. Uh, let's look at the match a little bit more detail here uh, because a lot happened. It was season over. I think a lot of Chelsea fans are excited to talk about night and day difference from last season after an abysmal summer tour, getting routed by Arsenal and Orlando and Tuchel kind of having that inflammatory press conference versus now we won. We went undefeated in preseason. Poch seemed happy. Um, we won a, a tinfoil trophy. Things were good, minus the cuckoo injury. So I think at a minimum, the expectations and the the feeling and the sentiment around Sanford Bridge was really palpable, Dan. Look, we saw a lot of the work by the We Are The Shed team getting the Great stadium work. set up. We saw a lot of work that the club had put into giving the grounds a facelift. And I think we heard from multiple people who DM'd us, who gave us a note on WhatsApp, who sent us an email message. Again, just like the Brighton negotiating for Caicedo deal. Every form of communication, people were letting us know that the atmosphere at the ground was incredible. And this was really almost restorative in a way, considering how the malaise of last season lingered a really long time and how it's finally washed off and people were feeling really good about it on the day yeah i mean you could hear it on tv obviously that's where we watched it from but there was a buzz even heading into the week obviously the transfer stuff is its own deal but i think there's just optimism the team worked hard in preseason i think earned that uh, sort of reaction when they came out on the pitch a lot of new players to support and i don't know there's, there's kind of a sense, at least for me, Brandon, I don't know if, if you feel this way or not, but new manager, first game is a really tough one at home against Liverpool. I don't know how high the expectations are for you, but it kind of felt like a free hit. Go out there, do what you can do, have some fun, show some courage. And, you know, I think the fans were right behind him from moment one. And overall, you know, I, I thought Chelsea played really really well like i was impressed with this performance i just felt really great about it yeah absolutely like you said start started off bright um you know liverpool took it to chelsea right away um we had to kind of feel out some things some pass angles some spacing and you know i would say that it was um beginning of the season jitters a little bit right you're just not used to the pace you're not used to the energy you're not used to the the fans like that it's just it all of a sudden everything you've been training for becomes real very fast uh chuck Umeka being thrown in the lineup right away obviously he had his high boot it kind of caught him off guard a little bit 
Uh, I think Levi Colwell, you know, getting in right away was really important. Connor probably playing not his favorite position, but overall, DeSassi uh, coming in and playing, again, his very first minutes. It took the team a little time to settle, Dan. I'd say that that was very understandable that Liverpool were further along in their progression and came out ready versus, you know, Chelsea's team. Yeah, I mean, we we had more players on our side who hadn't started a game in a Chelsea shirt than Liverpool did or even subbed in in terms of new players to their side. So when you keep that in mind, you know, it's the seventh year of Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool. So it's been a period of time that he's been there now to be able to instill that identity, build that system. And Pochettino has been here since the beginning of July. So we've had to try to make up ground very, very quickly and not had even the complete squad available. You know, I think the as the action kind of went on, you know, Chilwell was playing basically as a left winger. Like he was playing extremely far forward. I again, I don't even know if I would call it a wing back. I would call it a left wing just when you look at the heat map and where he lived on the pitch. But it did give Colwell an extremely difficult assignment. And I think that there were critics of his performance kind of throughout the game that maybe were a little unkind realizing that Salah is still one of the top attackers in the Premier League. He drew a one-on-one with him and for the most part had a really strong day as he worked himself into the game. But just like anyone else, he was building up that comfort with the passing lanes. DeSassi on the other side, or DeSassi having Diaz, not an easy assignment either on the left. So really, really kind of struggling. I think that's where Nick, that was where the challenge came from when Liverpool had that great counter and then were able to to score so quickly and swiftly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, tough assignment for both of them, right? And and their you know first real matches for Chelsea. Um, yeah, it's it's that's certainly a, a tough task. But yeah, Liverpool took it to us early. I expected them to, frankly. I. I even tweeted out after you know, it was right for the goal. Um, just make it to the 30th minute. Just just allow yourselves to feel the game for a little bit, right? And you know, it was it was right after that where uh, you know they got another counter and Salah scored, but he was offside, and I was like, oh, like that, this thing's kind of falling apart a little quickly. But really, after that moment, you know that that Salah no goal due to the offsides, Chelsea took over the game from there. Right. And so, you know, I think I want to give the team a lot of credit because they did weather the storm. We all know how potent Liverpool can be when they're flying around the pitch. And frankly, they were playing like a 4-2-4. Like they had an extra attacker in there that we're not used to seeing. Right. And alongside with Trent kind of filling into midfield, like they had a all out attack lineup to, to, I think, come and beat us and beat us badly at the bridge. But I think our boys were really great and reacting to that, feeling themselves a little bit you know, opening up those passing lanes, getting comfortable with where the other players are. You know, what I like about this team, Brandon, is there's enough individual quality in there for players to just make decisions by themselves, right? So you saw Chukwameka do a lot of dribbling to kind of get out of pressure and then find an, an outlet ball. You saw tons of crossfield passes from both Colwell and Isasi and and uh, Thiago Silva as well to find a little bit more space and kind of break down Liverpool's notorious press. Like the the team really started to play after the after that um, non sala goal that that he did put in and uh, was really dominant the rest of the half. I think the final twenty minutes of the half, Chelsea were all over Liverpool and could have scored two in very quick succession. Well, I think the important thing is you go down one. All right, we're aware. Great ball. Unlucky. Then you go down two. Thank gosh it was offsides because that that really would have killed the end of the first half. I think Chilwell even said a post-match, hey, that was a bit of a wake-up call. We knew we had to change something, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, it was off a set piece. It was kind of like the second or third evolution of that free kick. But long story short, put a ball in the box. They half clear it. Chilwell, instead of trying to bring it down, heads it right back to the top of the six. Disassi, he's still up there. Uh, Chelsea left the bodies forward. Sometimes it gets the second or third, uh, you know, opportunity there. The the defenders will start to clear out. Right. Chelsea kept the numbers up there, and that's what I think was a huge opportunity and uh, gets his goal. A uh, little clunky, 
but who really gives a shit, you know? Uh, Shinner in uh, to the far post, and, and we got ourselves a goal in the 37th minute, and I'm sure the bridge absolutely erupted at that point. And uh, Chilwell gets an assist. Yeah, it was, it was really bench. nice. It was really nice for him, too, because you could say DeSauci was responsible for maybe not tracking you know, the, the run, um, all the way back for, for Luis Diaz. So he kind of like neutralizes a mistake potentially, but yeah, our, our guy has, uh, some real, some real muscle and bulk to him. I mean, that yeah. celebration photo veins popping out of places. I didn't know that veins could exist as I am not that ripped. So he's a, he's a tough, tough customer, Dan. I think it was, uh, was it Nico Jackson who jumped on his back? Um, and Didn't it flinch. almost recreated it recreated the Costa Fabregas photo from like a couple uh, of years nice. back. They're <laughs> celebrating. Um, but look, yeah, I mean, again, uh, great goal, great redemption. Chelsea, like we continue pressing, we continue putting our f- foot on the gas. And there's the Chilwell run, which, man, if not for the way that arms get judged in VAR, would have been... I think it blew the roof off the bridge. Like it, it really erupted in terms of this. Again, the sounds that we had heard from people who were there and it, multiple people, independent reporters and supporters were saying that they felt it was the loudest the bridge had been in a very long time. Well, I tell you what, it uh, it kept going because we thought we had the lead. Uh, Chilwell, just a great Maisie run. Like I said, that would have been phenomenal for him. Um what does it confuse me too, Dan? Is the arms? We're we're measuring arms versus legs. Arms can't be again. Not to derail this on VAR, but we're now one weekend in, and everybody's confused all over again because there were at least five law changes or like interpretation changes, and we're just back to VAR being a bit a bit touchy, touch and go a little bit. Yeah, it's yep, not it's, ideal. It's continued to suck. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I think on balance, one, one is probably a fair, you know, at at the end of the first half, it's probably a fair interpretation of how the game was going. I mean, I, I was excited for the second half. I thought, you know, we were growing into the game. Liverpool were kind of fading off. We're fitter than Liverpool were, um, especially, you know, in the defensive and, and, and midfield roles. I thought that those, those cats really stood out. I think, we got a little leggy up front toward the end because there was so much chasing happening, uh, but that that was fine. I I really really think, and this is going to be the theme of the day. Enzo Fernandez in the first half, when we were under pressure, when we were get you know when Liverpool were on the front foot, Enzo Fernandez basically stood up amongst this crowd of young players and said, "Fuck you, I'm going to ball. I'm going to just ball today." And he started just doing these little touches, little nutmegs, little pullbacks, little crossfield passes. He started advancing the ball a lot more directly, which I think was the key to our success today. We stopped playing around the the half circle and we started hitting the ball right to Sterling, hitting it right up to Chukameka, right? Just bypassing their their bullshit press. And yeah, Enzo Fernandez, player of the, the first half for me, Dan. Well, we can keep it running, uh, I say, because he, he really established on the second half of it. Um, the last rule change to touch on is the stoppage time. I think if you paid attention to other games heading into this one, you were aware of it, but they're almost back to like world cup stoppage times. And they've talked about that. So, uh, six minutes, I think is, is a little bit of a surprise, uh, to everybody, but it, it, you know, we get there and run, um, second half wise. I think this is where Chelsea really showed Nick talked about fitness. Uh, Liverpool had a little bit of, uh, a good start coming out of it, but wildly, I mean, Chelsea is just in it, Dan. Chelsea were uh, seemed to be more likely to get the second, I felt, than Liverpool. I'm quite biased. I don't know if you felt the same. No, I did. And I mean, that's why you saw them, I think, make the first changes because Klopp wanted to figure out if there was a way to get something done. So he brings on uh, Nunez and Jones for Jota and Gakpo. So makes the changes, but really after the first five or so minutes of just reorienting ourselves, the second half was again, another display of Chelsea working their way into being a more dominant side. When you had to put three players, two or three players around Nico Jackson to stop him, 
and to make his life difficult as he's advancing his way into the box, as he's getting control of the ball, as you have to place people in to try to do everything you can. Again, pointing to the clearance number, 37 clearances for them. Reese was putting a lot of crosses into the box. He, I think, had an expected assist alone of like 0.4. So like he was doing great work from the, the wings as well. Like in general, it just, it was control. Chelsea had the vast majority of control in this game. And if not going up, I would say against one of the better sides in the Premier League with a better defense than most and a better goalkeeper than most, Nick, that Chelsea walks away most likely in most other matches in the Premier League with a win in this game. Yeah, I you know, I think that the the forward play left a little bit to be desired at times today. Um, you know, and I think there were a couple of big misses, right? You think about the Nico Jackson mix in the first half. You think about the Ben Chilwell miss where he kind of took a, a touch outside before cutting it back. You think of the, you know, Mudrick play in uh, that ends up going to Matson for, uh, you know, a, a, he basically got tackled off the ball. And then you think about the Nico Jackson strike where he's through on goal and, and all of those things, uh, you know, for for me, were just like moments where you could win the match potentially knowing that Liverpool had plenty of firepower. Like this was not going to be, you know, like playing Sheffield United or something, Brandon. But but for me, you know, I think that's where the team hedged a little bit more defensive today in some of the actions, but it's not as if we were defensive. It, it just, you know, the way the team was set up, there's a lot of width. I think the width got forward really well. I think that at times Nico got a little bit lost when he wasn't in transition, trying to receive the ball and make runs and the players around him weren't necessarily able to find him in the box consistently. I think a part of it was looking at the subs that, that come in too, you know, you, uh, it got a little little concerning, but Malagusta came in first 76th minute for Reese. Thank gosh, no injury. Managing minutes is what Poch confirmed. Uh, then the 81st minute, you got Ian Matson and Mudrick. The the Matson and Mudrick show, as everybody was excited about, uh, they came in. But you know, there's only 10 minutes left. Uh, you know, I would have liked to see them sooner. I felt like Sterling was already gassed. Um, you know, Chuck Omeka probably just to change something up because, you know, he's more of a central player than a wide player. Uh, but they came in. They showed well, obviously, almost creating some chances. Then Uguchuko at the very end, to your point, he was the closer, the John Obi Mikel closer in the 90th minute, making sure nothing happened, to, you know, in case we got a big stoppage time. Uh, you know, Dan, with them and the subs that come on, it's it's we're starting to understand Pochettino's man management, game management as well. Uh, but the later it got, they got to the point where neither manager wanted to give give up anything, which is also what we saw. I think Klopp talking about they needed energy to be able to close down people towards the end of the match. So there's no no free runs. Yeah, and I think this is where, like, as you got later and later into the game, Enzo was still looking good. Nico was still looking good. This came down to the work that has been going on since the beginning of July has all been for this. This this shows you that preseason was successful because you would argue that in most seasons, not maybe last season, Liverpool tend to be one of the sides that you could point to as the fittest or the most aggressive teams in the Premier League. And this Chelsea side did not look like they were necessarily okay with walking away with a draw. They were going for a win. They were going to try and do anything they could. They were scrappy. They were going in for challenges. They were fighting. They were combative in the right ways. They were fouling appropriately, even with Anthony Taylor on the pitch. And this is how crazy that Anthony Taylor performance was. Liverpool supporters were calling him our 12th man. Like that's how that's wow. how they felt about the day. <laughs> like really bizarre, really bizarre world that we're living in in the year 2023. That to me just shows this side is is going to take a jump this year. And like we are in the starting phases of like seeing all the work that has been going on is starting to show the patterns of play that are going to be necessary to take this far into the end of the season, Nick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think I think the draw is probably the right result for this one. You know, I, obviously we have more chances to to score and win than they do. Um, you know, if you 
kind of go through all the all the stats and stuff that we had but you know same xg it was you know these two teams just draw that's what they do they're they're well-matched foes you know we are fire and ice uh, in a lot of different ways and uh i i think i just come away from this feeling you know one crazy week at chelsea lots of shit flying around lots of stuff going on young team incredibly young team manager's first game at home and it has to be against one of your bitter rivals because of storylines i was so impressed with the way the team grew into the game i was so impressed with the effort and energy they exerted i'm so impressed that they didn't uh mentally crumble that was you know another one of the things i was looking out for in this one is what's the mentality going to be if you go down one and the mentality was let's go fight let's go score and then let's control the game completely i mean Controlling the game against Liverpool does not happen for many teams in the Premier League. Usually it's the other way around. Their high-pressing style allows for them to uh, control a lot of the ball. Chelsea were having none of it, right? Big performances from debutantes. I I just, I left this one feeling incredibly good and incredibly excited for what comes next, Brandon, because... You know, there's still a lot to figure out here. This this team is not officially set. The transfer window is not officially closed. Young players are going to grow all season. But holy hell, for the for the first game, I mean, I think the excitement is at peak level. Yeah, without a doubt, and it and it should be. Um, the I think you know, there's a, there's a lot to build off on. Like I said, Liverpool, they're adding two players this summer. We're rotating half a squad. That they are along the journey we're building. So I, I'm super, super excited um, to just to see see what we go with um, and, and run. I'll take a draw opening day after the rebuild we've had. <laughs> Liverpool, I'll take it. Like in the balance, I'm happy. We move on, build from it because I think this is our hardest match until Villa. So we've got like a good run of five here. And Villa did not look good uh, nope. <laughs> against Newcastle. I think they are. Uh, Matt Matt was worried about or, them. And- or Newcastle looked really good. Both things yeah. can be true. Somewhere in between. So, all right, we'll take a last ad break. When we get back, uh, Stockwatch, a.k.a. is the Enzo Show. Thank you to the sponsors, and we'll be right back. There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. One of the things I love about Indeed is that they make hiring all in one place. It's easy because, well, candidates you invite are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in the search. When you get one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with a quality candidate, it makes it go faster. And when you're looking to hire, the quicker you get the right person in the role, the better. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That offer is good for a limited time. So claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com forward slash blue wire sports. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com forward slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed. All right. Uh, real quick reminder, FPL League is open. We've got a free league and a paid league, depending on whatever you want to do. Paid us through Patreon. Uh, also, end of season survey from last season and this season. Hey, it's coming out soon. You want to have a say in what we do in the show? Respond. Oh, fill out the survey. We appreciate all the feedback. Feedback is a gift, and we incorporate it to make this even better. So, uh, Stockwatch, uh, this is probably the last chapter, I think, Dan, since summer. Are we going to run this until the window's closed? I you know. We, we don't necessarily know who's going to stay, who's going to go still. There might be some sneaky moves. But I also think it's a good way just to give us a space to talk about players and how they're doing as they progress this season. Because we did say in our preview episodes that one of the things that we would use as a barometer for success this season is the progression of players and their performances. And so something like this would be very helpful for us keeping tabs, keeping a pulse, Nick, on the players who are continuing to improve uh, during the season. Uh, Yeah. Um, I I think for me anyway, like it's going to be an interesting kind of week to week because we don't have as many matches this year. It's going to be interesting to see what those like long breaks give players as far as energy goes. And like, 
maybe these numbers get inflated compared to, you know, next season if we're back in Europe, like how consistent these, you know, kind of performances go. But Brandon, we we start with the one, the only Enzo Fernandez, I think, uh, for many of us and many of us who voted correctly, um, this was the man of the match. He put in just an absolutely dynamic, bold performance today, kind of put the team on his back, and it really showed. Without a doubt. there There's no cons- confusing what Enzo did today. Um, and, and from a stats line, you're just, you're just, he, look, he took control of this game, like I said, especially in the second half when you really needed someone to dictate the play. Look, we bought him to dictate play. We bought him to create, and that's exactly what he did. Um, I think everyone loves seeing the pirouette. And then when he toe pokes it across, uh, in the midfield to Reese James, that was kind of one of the highlights, but his ability, you know, I guess everyone always talked about how Georgina was press resistant, press proof. Enzo has shown that he is as well. He's so cool, calm and collected on the ball. It was fantastic because he had a 90% pass accuracy today, uh, with two key passes, which is awesome for him. The fact that he was 10 for 11 on long balls too. Uh, that just shows his range. I mean, his range is is endless at this point. Created a big chance, um, two for two on his dribbles, and he had five ground duels won, which I think was the most, definitely for Chelsea, if not in the entire match. So uh, even jumped up and, and won an aerial duel, which is probably against uh, <laughs> who's that little guy that came on at the end for Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> a little 50, whoever yeah. that guy was. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, great. You know, he, he did it all. Um Dan, you did take a shot at me in the group chat. I'm happy to discuss it if you'd like. Oh, I was saying that we were talking about how Enzo Fernandez maybe wasn't fit or fully fit heading into the season. Correct. He is not. Really? He looked pretty fit today, just just to be fair. <laughs> when he had the ball, there was times, right? And I think this is where it's important. Zero defensive effort, really. Not a lot of tracking back. And I know that's not his forte, but what I'm saying is he still has a lot more to give, guys. And look at it as a positive. Uh, he will get sharper. Some of his passes get a little bit out there. Uh, his ability to keep his legs underneath him, he's only going to get better, and this is how good he was today. Look at it as a positive. That's the only thing I'm saying. He's got a little ways to go in his fitness, but that's a blessing because if he can boss Liverpool at 70% fitness, we're going to be great. Uh, and that's a big 70, thing. Talk- where are you getting 70 from? 70 feels extraordinarily low, doesn't he's, it? He's only been around for a few weeks. He can't. He joined. I, late. I, need, I need a verdict on the replies on the YouTube comments. Look, I need a. It took what is the percent a month of to get fit when he came back from summer, this, and this he was still electric. Nizard in terms of fitness, he's no, still it's... electric. Look, he's got a ways to go. But my point is, he looked great today. That's a positive. He's got a ways to go in fitness. Run he's, it back. See what they say. He's uh, absolutely ridiculously talented. This is the reason why of you buy Caicedo because. You need someone to recycle the ball to that dude as many times in a game as humanly possible so that he can do the things that he is capable of doing. Uh, we saw a different Enzo today um, than we have seen in any other match. And I think this was the wake-up call, Dan, that you know a lot of people were like, oh, is he worth 100 and blah, blah? Yes. Yes is the answer. Yes. Yeah. When you play him further forward, good stuff is going to happen. And Caicedo coming in, like... That to me, maybe part of that that overpay is getting the most out of Enzo Fernandez and maximizing his value because he is going to have a lot of fun driving this team forward this season with the way that he reads the game. It's really special. Very exciting. Again, generational player. That's why we, at the time, thought we spent a lot of money. Turns out we can actually spend even more. Uh, ben Chilwell, marauder on the left like we talked about, he was uh, in the attack pretty much the entire time. Is uh, who was out on the left flank? Oh yeah, Carney was happy to slide in the middle and play much more centrally in front of him, which opened up a lot from his perspective. Uh, got the assist, which is great. Um, thought he got the goal. He had one key pass. He was eighty-four percent pass accuracy. He was one for one on his long balls and created a big chance. Like uh, I think, I think from a uh, he also had to defend. You know, uh, quite a bit. Diaz was not um, a slouch on that side, and then he also had uh, Gakpo, which is uh, is an uncomfortable matchup for those guys because he's quite tall. 
uh, in that sense. But anyways, if anyone, or I guess in Sosbosly was was over on Chilwell's side as well with Mohamed Salah, they had a busy day with that Liverpool side. Very impressive. Obviously, he'll want that. Um, I think that missed shot where he kind of had a bad touch back. His heat map is most red, where you would assume that a left winger would be, as you as you you know kind of said earlier. Uh, he looked gassed at the end of the game too, and I think this is just you know it's a high intensity game to start the season, right? You know, Liverpool is about as intense as it gets for Chelsea in terms of you know kind of the up and down nature of a game. It's it's not a walk around the park, so. You know, but I, I think he got into some really good attacking positions, Dan, um, that allowed Chelsea to kind of flex around. And uh, I think the way that he is going to have to build an understanding with some of these attack- attackers will grow as, as time goes. Uh, also notable that he did the postgame uh, kind of uh, conversation pitch side with the NBC folks uh, as vice captain who wore the captain's armband for 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, he got a sub as well with nine minutes remaining. I think this is going to be a very common theme this season where Reese James and Ben Chilwell, with the way that they play this game, with how intense it's going to be for them over the course of the season and keeping them healthy to get performances like this, they are going to be subbed very regularly. This is the benefit of having five substitutions is you you should get these players who are playing at a ridiculously high intensity rest whenever you possibly can and yeah Ben Chilwell had a great day out and was very very unlucky to not have a goal on top of it all which again coming off of a season ago being injured and having a very unfortunate time to now being ready to attack this season probably in the best condition he's been in over the past several this is a really positive thing and uh, look if you had him in FPL it's also a very positive thing too all right last one we have here Connor Gallagher uh, if you don't like block shots and tackles, Connor's not your guy. But for the rest of us, he's our guy, and it's pretty fun. Opta said that he had um, he won possession back ten times in this match, and I love that they show the tackle on Mohamed Salah is is the graphic here. Nick, um, pure Big effort tackle. player, yeah, Big pure, tackle. pure effort, pure pure just disruptor of a player a little bit awkward playing in that six or kind of that the, the two holding mids next to Enzo but he even said after the match he's like look we're figuring out he goes we love playing next to this guy he's immense he goes if he goes for it I'll sit back and vice versa um they're gonna figure it out a little imbalanced at times but the the work ethic and the effort from Connor is never matched no, he was he was really good. I mean, again, he he struggled in the first thirty minutes. I don't think we we have to hide from that. He he was not very good in those first thirty minutes, but just like a lot of other players, grew into the game immensely. If not for his effort in the second half, we probably lose this game uh, because he stopped a couple of one on ones that you know didn't have a whole lot of defense behind uh, him at that point. So uh, pretty excited about his performance. Obviously, there's a huge looming will he stay, will he go question. Uh, Dan over him but for me uh, this felt like a really really good performance in a position that he's not typically like you know comfortable with it felt like people who maybe were a little colder on Connor Gallagher saw a performance today that again continue to stack on the work from preseason and is continuing to put him in a position where he can contribute in all areas of midfield and to your point Definitely struggled first 15, 20 minutes. Also remember, he did not get a card this match. Think about last season when he would come on and you were almost guaranteed he was going to get a card. Against Liverpool, refereed by Anthony Taylor, he did not get a card. And maybe this is the point that they were talking about, the Liverpool supporters, where Anthony (laughs) Taylor was on our side, because something is fishy about that one. We should look into it. But Connor had a really strong day, very cool, very composed, some really impressive tackles that he was making, really good at putting his body on the line to block some shots. I mean, almost very reminiscent of Terry or Cahill at times, just absolutely committed to making sure that the attack was going nowhere. And it was really fun to watch. I I, I really enjoyed watching him progress in how he was contributing throughout the game. You're going nowhere. Connor Gallagher, Macho Man and Randy Savage. What's up? All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, start to bring this one home with the good old Dan of the match. Felt good to see it uh, back up there, Dan. You you had your three options. I mean, again, you're always leaving yourself an escape here. 
but it was a wild, wild. Um, no, maybe not wild. Correct. Yeah, I was like, you know, no, no, not wild, but it was a very massive statement of of voting. I would say. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, in the, in the popular vote, there's no electoral college here. Enzo Fernandez with 91 percent of the vote. It was five percent for Ben Chilwell. 3% for Reese James and just 2% for other. And there were a couple of shouts across the board for other individuals. Some for a player we just talked about, Connor Gallagher. Yeah. Thiago Silva also immense on the day. Immense. Sure. Yeah. Opta had his stats too. And he, he was, he was great. So uh, love to see that. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, flexibility. Some of the other results from around the league. Again, it's game week one, right? We still have one match tomorrow on Monday, which is Man United versus Wolves. Uh, but we kicked off the Premier League season with Man City just blasting Burnley 3 nothing. They got the red card, had some uh, incidents, I guess we could say, from the fans, unfortunately. Arsenal 2, Nottingham Force 1, uh, Crystal Palace 1, Sheffield 0, West Ham 1, Bournemouth 1, Brighton 4, Luton Town 1, Fulham beating Everton 1 nothing, Newcastle 5, Villa 1, Brentford Tottenham 2-2 two, two in the Chelsea draw. Uh, Brighton biggest winners or Newcastle biggest winners? Newcastle biggest winners. I mean that yeah. New, Newcastle Villa were sh that was shaped up to be like uh, who's going to you know be the uh, the team that kind of pushes for those Champions League places again. Uh, again, first game of the season draws much about that game as you want, but Newcastle do look really solid. Um, they've continued where they left off, and Villa look uh, like they're going to have a tough time uh, if you, if you just base it off the one game. So. Um, yeah, I think, I think Newcastle, probably the biggest winners city look ridiculous. They're going to be champions very easily again. So feel yeah, pretty good title. about that, uh, that pick. Yep. Holland golden boot, just go ahead and run it. So, uh, yep. good to see Tottenham a bit shaky Two two Brentford making themselves annoying at home, which is good to see. Yeah. I mean, there, there wasn't a whole lot else to take out of this weekend, to be honest with you. Like it was, yeah. well, how about the Matt Turner Arsenal line? I mean, that was at least interesting for Nottingham Forest. I mean, they put him right in against Arsenal. Yeah. And, and there were a lot of Arsenal uh, pundits saying how shaky they looked in the second half. And I was uh, just eating that up with a spoon. So yeah, that was fun. All right. Well, uh, Premier League tables, it stands. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I promise. But Newcastle in first and then Brighton. Thanks to the goal difference. Chelsea were in 10th. So since you either got three points, you got one point and then it comes down to goal difference. So we're we're sitting right in the middle of the pack there uh, with everybody else that got a draw on the opening day. But hey. Uh, with Caicedo dropping and with it looks like now that this big blocker is done in the transfer window, Dan, I expect us to have a couple more emergency pods post Caicedo because they still got some moves to do. Uh, and you're on alert this week. Is that correct? Can you confirm? Uh, multiple sources are committing that in fact, yes, I am on deck for more pods this week with Naz, with Sam, with others. Because there's work to be done. There's work to be done. Chelsea are going to keep us very, very busy. But that's okay. That's what we signed up for when we said, hey, we're going to do this podcast, uh, you know, nine seasons ago. Now it's starting. Yeah, that's wild. We are officially, officially in it. But hey, a ton of content coming at you guys and girls all week. As always, we promise. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you got to watch the game with a bunch of friends and take it all in. If not, again, that that Discord is a great place to be if you don't have a chapter around you. But anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, but we'll be back with plenty of content. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Get the blue flag flying high.